Welcome to Employment Law Today. I'm your host, Eric Sauver. I'm an employment law and business law attorney, and I host this live weekly talk radio show and this live video broadcast every Tuesday night from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I have guests who discuss some of the most novel and challenging and complex issues that employers and business owners are facing today during these trying times. And in that spirit of our show and what we uh, tend to discuss, I'd like to welcome to our show tonight, uh, Ms. Vilma Brager. She is the co-founder and managing partner of Insight HR Consulting. Vilma, welcome to the show. Hello, Eric. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. Thank you. Glad to have you on the show tonight. I think we have an interesting topic that it's important and it might People might feel a little stressed when they hear the R word. I'll get to that in a moment. But I think that part of our show can help people to prepare and and make sure they make decisions um, with regard to their employees that will hopefully serve them well. So it's good to have you on the show to share your insights and and your valuable tips with us tonight. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here and happy to share anything I have available, um, best practices and recommendations. Absolutely. Wonderful, Velma. Excellent. So... And let me elaborate for our audience tonight, our listeners, about the um, topic. Our topic is helping employers prepare for recession. That's the R word. <clears throat> now, there's evidence that a recession might be looming in the not-too-distant future, folks. And as employers and business owners, I know it's tough. The specter of, of lost profits and reduced spending by clients or customers, it can really create a need for layoffs, for reductions in force and for restructuring of the workplace. Mm-hmm. And so the questions that Bill and I want to address are, what are the HR issues and the legal liabilities that, and the financial factors as well that go into the decision of whom to lay off and when to do so? And what are some best practices for preparing employees for looming layoffs from an HR perspective? And how should employers determine which workers will make the cut? So on tonight's episode, Vilma and I will be discussing how you, the business owner or the employer, can best prepare for a possible recession. And before getting into our questions and conversation, I wanted to share with our audience tonight a little bit more about Vilma. You can uh, get a sense of who she is and what she does. Um, She really has quite an interesting background. So our guest tonight on Employment Law Today is Vilma Brigger, the co-founder of Insight HR Consulting, who serves as managing principal. Now, Vilma offers her clients partners, her client partners, excuse me, over 20 years of human resource management and operations experience, including key HR leadership roles within a variety of industries and company sizes. As an SHRM and HRCI certified HR professional, Vilma keeps her client partners in compliance and provides key insights into HR regulations, laws, and best practices. Now, prior to becoming an HR professional, Vilma began her career in operations, where she held leadership roles within large multinational companies. This operational and business acumen has brought great value to Vilma's client partners, especially when consulting and advising business owners on HR matters such as compliance, employee relations, it's a big one, benefits, training, recruitment, talent management, leadership, and organizational development. And in addition to her role at Insight HR Consulting, Vilma has served on the board of directors for the Inland Empire Society of Human Resource Management, that's Sherman once again, 
Currently, Vilma is the president of the Inland Empire SHRM chapter in Southern California. She is also an ambassador for the National Latina Businesswoman Association uh, Inland Empire. She holds a bachelor's degree in organizational development from the University of Laverne, and she is a certified HR professional through SHRM, aka SHRM, and HRCI. Vilma enjoys spending time with her husband, daughter, and two furry pups. Her hobbies include reading books and learning to cook healthy recipes to share with family and friends. Wow, Vilma, really have an interesting and diverse background there, I must say. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Um, there is a lot of uh, years, not only in HR, but in the operational world, too. And if you add them all together, it's more than 20 years. But yes. we'll take it with 20. Okay, I understand. I know what you mean. Those years tend to, when I discuss my background and tell people I've been practicing law for 23 plus years, it it doesn't even sound real. So I understand how yeah. that time time goes by. Um, and you know, when I hear a little even more about yourself, one of my standard questions to my guests is, um, if you can tell us, like, how did your career initially start out, and and what prompted you, Vilma, to co-found Insight HR Consulting? You know, background. Oh. Issues. Absolutely love to share information and uh, definitely share a little bit of the background. So um, initially, the operational positions that I held really back in the days, and I'm going to age myself, so 20 years plus ago, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the leadership uh, used to do quite a lot of what HR does today, right? So they, they did a lot of the employee investigations, the training, leadership development, hiring, separating, you name it. Yeah. Um, and part of that, what I truly enjoyed was really developing my team. Um, and the leadership opportunity to develop your team was a, a huge focus for me to move into the HR field. I was very fortunate enough to work for a very large organization back in the day where I did have the opportunity to transition from the operational world with that company to the HR world. Mm. And so I started as a recruiter. Uh, which when I was a leader, I had to recruit my, you know, my, my staff. And so making that transition for my and dedicating that time just for recruiting was, which was amazing for me. Mm-hmm. It kind of translated a little bit of what I was doing and brought in the operational perspective in the HR world. Um, you know, when you go out recruiting, wonderful, but what may, you know, what makes a great fit between a candidate and a company? How is, mm-hmm. how can that two, different roles marry and be a, be happy for a while, right? So I thought my operational background brought that in, the reality of what we do every day within that company and be able to talk through all the candidates, what is the company all about? But in essence, what do we do? And what do our staff members do for us? So needless to say, that's how I started my career in the human resources field. And within the HR, I've done just about every function within HR. So I'm a true generalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have experience in the benefits department, in the compensation department, recruiting, talent acquisition, leadership mm-hmm. development, employee relations, you name it. I pretty mm-hmm. much uh, have experienced quite a lot of that. And so that brought me into human resources. So a career where mm-hmm. I really didn't expect to be this long, to yeah. be truly honest. But mm-hmm. now uh, it is something that I just, I love. I really enjoy um, the aspect of human resources as a whole, being a true generalist, um, never, there's never been a dull moment in my career. Mm. And um, I've always been a learner. I love to learn new things all the time. Uh, I am not one to say I know everything. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, I don't, but I am very resourceful. And so that has really opened up a lot of doors for me. 
where I have been able to learn and that learning and experience has been providing, you know, great recommendation and uh, suggestions to many different types of companies. Um, now, why did I start Inside HR Consulting? Well, the pandemic, to be really honest. Sure. So in the last two and a half years, um, the first year of COVID, uh, I was doing quite a lot of pro bono training um, and informational presentations, mm -hmm. primarily to business owners, uh, mid-sized to smaller companies. Um, I was fortunate enough to partner with uh, the SBDC, the Small Business Development Center, oh, when sure. COVID first started. And they really needed guidance, not only on the COVID mm -hmm. piece of it, right? Keeping mm -hmm. up with all the changes, yeah. but also the employee piece, right? I think COVID brought forward human resources being a major focus on how companies do business. Yes. And so not knowing how to talk to the employees, what to talk to them about, and obviously meeting the regulations with COVID mm -hmm. um, gave me the opportunity to introduce human resources to quite a lot of businesses, at least in the Southern California. Hmm. Um, the first time we met virtually, over 500 attendees. Mm. And the focus oh. was all about what is COVID and what yeah. is human resources and how do we uh, it relate both of them and what we do every single day. So COVID really was the reason why um, I started thinking and doing this on my own yeah. because they really want, you know, there are quite a lot of companies that may offer some form of HR consulting or HR support, but they needed more than just a phone call or a virtual meeting, right? They needed mm -hmm. somebody to be really there, understand their business and guide them and mm -hmm. recommend what is applicable to their situation. Yeah. And so uh, I will say a year and a half or so, uh, I was contacted quite often mm -hmm. and asked, why don't you do this? I only need human resources. I really just need that type of guidance. And mm -hmm. I was not ready at that time. Yeah. Um, needless to say that those kind of questions and inquiries came through for a long period of time. And I decided, mm -hmm. why not? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm already helping, um, not even financially. I was just helping because I really want business to be successful. I want mm -hmm. business owners to have resources that are really there to mm -hmm. understand what they go through, but yeah. also somebody or someone or a service provider that can really tell them, Hey, listen, if you go this route, you probably need to call Eric for employment yeah. law. <laughs> mm -hmm. sure. Or if you don't, this would be the best approach. And this is what other things are happening within your industry or your area, right? And so yeah. they needed that personalized um, service. And so that really is the reason why it was determined. I determined, you know, I should do this. I really should. I am very yeah. passionate about uh, businesses. I want them to be successful. Mm -hmm. I really truly believe a partnership between employees and the company and their executive mm -hmm. leadership yeah. And ha can be had. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work, but it can be done. And so, yeah. you know, the approach to our services to businesses is we'll come up with solutions for you. We're not mm -hmm. a cookie cutter type of uh, service provider. We want right. to hear what are some of the pains, some of the issues that you're, you're seeing. Um, and for them wanting to, you know, do things differently is a big positive step, right? So yeah. having that solution driven and, you know, focused with all of our inside consulting partners um, has been very successful approach to many companies. And we are based yeah. in California. And as mm -hmm. you know, California can be a little bit, um, uh, a little bit hard to understand some mm -hmm. labor laws. And sure. so I, I, you're in the East Coast, we have like 17 different types of industry here in California. Sure, sure. And um, we're very proud that we definitely have enough knowledge and background to be able to support 
all industries and all sizes. Mm. You know, I must say, yes, California and New York also very much a lot of different new employment laws that people must follow, HR practices, especially in New York City, a subset within New York. But wow, you know, I have to say, you know, we can, you use the very passion, passionate. And when you were speaking about your background, what brought you here, I could, all I kept thinking was we're, we can clearly hear your knowledge for and, and passion, knowledge of and passion for HR, HR consulting, right? And your passion for small businesses, for business owners, you know, for the, the, the employer, say, to marry with the candidate, as you described, mm-hmm. the use of operations in there as well, and how that background led you to your, and then your company. And then, of course, you know, hearing about the pandemic as sort of the, the catalyst, right, for your your bold mm-hmm. adventure. Um, I like hearing those silver lining stories from COVID where something good came out of a, a rough situation. And um, and I want to hear more about that and more about what you do. But before we get into the next question, believe it or not, we're actually at our first commercial break. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, I'd rather take it a minute early now than uh, start a new question and have to you know, cut it off. So um, until the break. So um, I'll just let our audience know that you're listening to or watching Employment Law today. As you can tell, we have a very passionate, knowledgeable guest tonight, Vilma Brager of Insight HR Consulting. Stick around, folks, on Talk Radio NYC. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to Employment Law Today. I'm your host, Eric Sauver. I'm joined tonight, uh, we have on our, our, our show, our guest, Vilma Brager of Insight HR Consulting. And as you've heard from the uh, introduction and the 
first question that Noma has a very extensive, extensive, excuse me, knowledge of and, and passion for HR in all in all facets, in all aspects of recruiting and leadership and employee relations. So I think she's an excellent guest for our topic tonight, which is the topic of helping employers prepare for recession. So then my brings my next question to you, um, sort of more pointed on topic, which is when might an employer know that it's time to make large-scale cuts to their workforce? And what kind of internal financial data should they be reviewing and deciding if layoffs and rifts are necessary? That is a great question, Eric. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully it's not the first question that an employer should have. True. Right? That should be the last question uh, once you exhaust every other venue to ensure that that is the last resource, right? That that you have to move forward with a layoff. So um, generally, I tend to ask quite a lot of questions when somebody's asking us, hey, I think we're going to need to do a layoff. What do you recommend? Well, we definitely, first of all, as a company, and again, I, I help quite a lot of mid-sized employers where they may have an HR uh, presence, maybe not as experienced or somewhat limitations within the department. But every time I get a question like this, I do want to ask about operational situations, right? Like as a company, are you ensuring you're, you know, you're attaining all your revenue? Do you have, you're tracking every single penny that you should be getting paid for? How about where your expenses are, right? Where are mm -hmm. they going to? Are they essential? Is there any opportunities to cut them down, right? A bit. Yeah. Are there other opportunities where you can reduce um, your expenses on labor. We know labor is a huge expense on your bottom line. We know that, mm -hmm. right? right? But before having a layoff, you've got to exhaust every other type of question and opportunity to mm -hmm. ensure that that is the last, you know, thing to do. That is definitely the last approach that you want to take. Because yeah. it does affect not only the company, but it affects people, right? And, sure. you know, people, um, you know, we're, we all have feelings and emotions, and therefore it, it's a very tough decision all around. So needless to say, when we are asked about a layoff, we want to know exactly what have you done. Not judgment, right? Because sometimes sure. it's like, oh, you know what? I, I didn't think of that. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. Why don't you reach out? You know, let's plan on that first. Let's review that first. Let's see what, uh, what can we avoid if you cut that or make mm -hmm. a, you know, have a different approach. We also inquire about other things that are, may not be too operational, such as benefits. Mm -hmm. what, offer, what are you offering? Are there opportunities to change those benefits? There's some required ones. There's some that are voluntary, sure. right? So we want to make sure we ask all these questions. And so a lot of the time, you know, we do bring some different ideas and approach what to look at before mm -hmm. they automatically go to a layoff. Yeah. However, right, finances are huge. So you definitely should be looking at your numbers, yeah. um, whether, you know, that is on a week to week type of basis, a monthly mm -hmm. basis, quarterly, that financial aspect of your company should be something that you can talk through, right? Yes. Uh, what you're making, what your expenses are and all of that, understanding where, how you're attaining your revenue, um, what your product is, and is there opportunities, right, with, within your financial approach to your business, you can see where there may be some opportunity. And obviously, I hope that you also have budgets, right? Yeah. So I've worked with many large organizations that are international, billion dollars, you know, companies. And if you're that large, my goodness, you have a lot of data to look at, right? And so yeah. you're going to need a team to help you find out 
where is there going to be a layoff, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. everything else has been exhausted. What are some of the opportunities? Mm -hmm. If you, there's a big difference, if you're a nonprofit, if you're a for-profit or private, mm -hmm. right? Or if you have uh, uh, other folks within the board that are looking at your finances. But mm -hmm. needless to say, you got to take a look at that first. Understanding the numbers are the numbers correct? Are the mm -hmm. budget that you had in mind correct? Are they reasonable? Mm -hmm. Not reasonable? Is there opportunity to make some of those changes or tweak it a little bit? before yeah. you lay off again layoff should not be the first question yeah. um but definitely if there's got to be that question there's different ways to approach a layoff right so mm -hmm. numbers it's yeah. huge start there and then inquire about where where's my revenue coming from am i getting all of it where are my expenses mm -hmm. can i cut down my expenses or any other fringe benefits before mm -hmm. you move forward with a layoff approach yeah yeah so I think what I hear you saying is that, and I think I agree with you, it's a good point that right before deciding there's time for layoffs, large scale reduction in workforce, what have you, see if you can exhaust, right, as you mentioned, all other um, perhaps ways to save money, whether it's, as you mentioned, Vilma, uh, recouping some unpaid invoices or accounts that are open or revenue that's perhaps due to the company and not being uh, not being received or collected, mm -hmm. um, cutting other expenses, trimming the fat, maybe if there are three offices that are leased or rented and half the workforce has gone remote in the last year and staying remote, maybe you can let go of that lease mm -hmm. or something to that effect. So I definitely hear that. And I hear the reasons too. I think, yeah, you've got not only the, you know, moral, ethical, like emotional uh, reasons of the workers, but also the fact that like the company, let's say they lay people off in, in large amounts, people, let's say they lose people, and then the company starts to do better, things turn around. Now you've got to look for, recruit, train, hire, you know, rehire all new people, which can get very expensive. And of course, as I know as an employment lawyer, the more people that you lay off, the greater chance that you might encounter some either um, perhaps, uh, you know, disgruntled or upset employees who might try to sue you. And mm -hmm. some might have no grounds to try to sue anyway. And some might actually have something that perhaps was mishandled that they'll now seek to capitalize on. So it's, it's definitely, I think, all, you know, good points and the type of data you mentioned to look at, right? Absolutely. The financials, you know, making sure you're clear on your numbers. Um, yeah, no, I think that's you know, totally good. Um, I'm wondering, so suppose the employer, right, say, looks at all those numbers and they can't make sort of the ends meet or they're still struggling. Would that be when they know it's time to make certain cuts to their workforce? Is that when they say, okay, it's time for the reduction of force? Generally, generally after all those um, reviews have been done and they're still not making ends meet or they know that if we continue this way, it's a for sure closure, right? Company yeah. closure. Right. Then the discussion on layoff or reduction in force should be discussed, right? Mm -hmm. And there's different mm -hmm. ways to look at that. Yeah. Um, the main point that I usually try to invite to the uh, clients is whatever decision you make, obviously take in consideration of the employees and make sure everybody's treated with respect and dignity yeah. through the whole process. And secondly, communication is the key. It's really huge. Mm -hmm. If most employees, a lot of employees know that maybe the company is being challenged. There's something mm -hmm. going on with the company. There's some red flags here and there. Our employees are very, very smart. Yeah. And thanks to the internet, they're very resourceful as well. Mm -hmm. So I think communication is also key. It should not be a surprise if that is 
the process that needs to be taking place, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. there should be discussion how well we're doing, not doing, and the opportunities to ensure we continue going forward. You know, if the company is uh, focusing in the revenue or in a new service or making sure that expenses are being cut, I think that needs to be communicated. So there's reasons behind why companies do certain things. And I think that communication is essential. So yeah. now you decide that this is the last resource for us to consider and it's a reduction of workforce. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, the number one reason um, employees want to reduce, they want to take an opportunity yeah. to let go of those individuals that are not performing really well. Right. Or they have an attitude, a personality conflict uh, within the, the company. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the times when I get that question, you know, they want to do that reasoning behind laying off. Yeah. My question is like, I'm sure you do this too. documentation. Yes. Please tell me you've had plenty of documentation right. to make decisions based on performance, right. uh, based on behavior. 100%. Um, yeah, because to your point, you know, it's, not only are you taking consideration treating everybody with dignity and respect but also mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to look and ensure that the company mitigates the risk of any lawsuits yes. because of these type of layoffs right yeah. and so when the companies tell me well we're not that good at, the, at that then i said then you don't use that method of for laying people off because mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. the the last thing we want is to uh have a claim and there's yeah. no supporting documentation or reasoning yeah. Uh, when the employer made that decision. So, yeah. but I get asked that question often. I think we yeah. want to let go of those that are not performing well. They have bad attendance or bad behavior. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and when we ask about documentation, <clears throat> I say 80% of the time we get, well, we're not that good at that. Yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot too. And, you know, we have right in the, alongside you because I do, as you know, uh, litigation defense work for companies. I represent them in court mediation, arbitration, what have you, with against, uh, say, defending them from employees, lawsuits, and claims, and also Department of Labor issues, but I also represent them in compliance and, and planning these type of situations, and I definitely see them what you see, which is when there's a lack of documentation of, let's say, legitimate business reasons to let somebody go, coupled with a lack of respectful or uh, termination or lack of communication, it's a recipe, right, for Disaster. The recipe for the company going from needing me for their compliance and their drafting needs to needing me mm -hmm. for the litigation defense. And right. I guess needing you as well to say, gather documents for the attorney that might be step in. Someone, let's say my equivalent in California, in a California based employment lawyer. But no, I think you raised some good points here. Really worth unpacking. Like, number one, I, what I hear in that is I hear like what the employers should do, right? They should communicate well. I think they should give notice of what's happening to people are not shocked by the layoffs. They should document the, um, the, the reasons for laying off somebody off. So to me, it sounds like that's sort of the flip side of the question I was going to ask you about some of the common mistakes that you see companies make when enforcing layoffs or like do you see is it a lack of communication right is it a poor uh poor documentation any other mistakes you could think of that companies make when they're say going through the layoff stages communication communication yeah yeah okay. and i think there's like a fear of sharing so much information with your employees but again your employees are very smart yeah and the internet makes them extremely resourceful mm -hmm. so they may know things that already that you don't want to share but they already know of it right yeah. so i think that being 
uh, transparent with your employees how the company is doing or not doing so well, it's okay. It's a communication piece that is very essential. And just to let them know we're working through it, right? We want to stay in business. It's mm -hmm. okay to ask for their help too. I mean, yeah. they're loyal to you. We need your mm -hmm. help. And it's that part of the communication that I think most of the time is missing. I think you're right. I think you know, too often in companies try to hide the fact that they're not doing well. They fear that people will either jump ship, which is ironic because, you know, you let them go anyway. So, I mean, if they jump ship early, what's the difference, right? If anything, you're maybe not paying unemployment insurance if they resign voluntarily without any kind of constructive termination. But, you know, to your point, though, but yeah, I think definitely keeping people in the loop, I think it also creates a sense of trust that when the employer uh let's say they do have to tell the employee listen i'm so sorry but we really can't keep you we have to make cuts across the board and your department got cut and you were one of the last people hired that they believe you but that's the reason as opposed to just sort of thinking that like everything's hunky-dory and all of a sudden they get you know right. word that they and 50 other people are laid off it's sort of like what's going on here you know and so i think they feel i think communication is very key and i think that it's an excellent point you raise and um Speaking of communicating with each other, and um, I received a message from the station. Uh, Bruce, it's time for our next commercial break. When we come back, I'll be speaking with them uh, about some specific techniques and methods that you can use when advising employees on like whom to lay off and when. And we'll talk more about inside HR consulting, how they can help you. So stay tuned to Employment Law Today right here on Talk Radio NYC. We will be right back. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauber, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Employment Law Today. I'm your host, Eric Sauber, here tonight with our very insightful guest, Boma Breger, co-founder, managing principal of Insight HR Consulting. 
think the name fits still, I must say. And um, yeah, we're talking about this issue. For those joining us late in the show, Bill and I are discussing the topic of helping employers, excuse me, prepare for recession. A tongue twister there. Helping employers prepare for recession. And we're talking about the legal liabilities, the financial factors and considerations that you as a business owner ought to take in mind regarding layoffs, reductions, and force, that type of thing. So in the first half of the show, I think Vilma really covered it nicely, some great ideas about when layoffs might be appropriate and what to try first. Talked about some of the common mistakes and missteps that companies make when uh, implementing layoffs, perhaps failing to document, failing to communicate, failing to give notice and be transparent. All really you know, insightful stuff. And I have to say, Vilma, as an employment law attorney helping business owners and companies here in New York, um, I definitely see how those issues tend to be across the board, you know, from California to New York and industry-wide as well, that people, I think, need to hear the message of consistency, transparency, and communication. Absolutely. 100% agree. So, yeah, I mean, layoffs, like I said, we said earlier, should be the last resource, right? So other things that I, I wanted to mention, too, before you even move forward for that, right? Mm-hmm. Take a look. Maybe there could be a reduction of uh, pay across the board. That might be helpful, right? Mm-hmm. Just sure. things to keep in mind. You know, if your salary, make sure it's at a, at the minimum level that you're required to have a salary employee. Gonna say and that too, sure, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And make sure that you're paying the minimum wage with wherever state or region you're in. But again, there's a lot of different ways you can take a look that a look at to see if you have to do a RIF, a reduction in force. Yeah. Because it, it, let me just tell you, I mean, I've, I've experienced layoffs, meaning yeah. I have been mm-hmm. providing communication that is coming and, pro, you know, communicated yeah. with the employees. Mm-hmm. It's a really tough, tough situation to communicate yeah. with all parties, right? For the company to make that decision is harsh. Those yeah. that are delivering that communication is very mm-hmm. difficult. And those mm-hmm. that are receiving it, too. So, you know, when I said treat everybody with dignity, with respect, it's everybody because it mm-hmm. is a really rough and tough situation for mm-hmm. a company to come across, right? But once again, you say, okay, we've done this. Now pay attention because this might affect you. If you're a large organization laying people mm-hmm. more than 50 employees at a time in an area and location, you yeah. got to apply the WARN Act, right? Yes. So we have federal WARN Act, but we also have some state mini WARN Act. Like in California, mm-hmm. New York has some a different definition of a WARN Act, right? Where, where mm-hmm. you are required to provide X amount of days and timelines to communicate of the layoff if you're closing the facility, if you're right. reducing your workforce mm-hmm. by more than 50 employees or a percentage mm-hmm. or a large percentage of your, of your organization. Yeah. So again, that requires you to meet regulation by contacting some some state agency, letting them know mm-hmm. that's happening, and there's yep. some timelines, right, that you are required to provide every employee. And so again, you got to take that in consideration. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. we may have a client that are going to lay off more than fifty or very yeah. close to fifty, mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Yeah. Have you communicated with the state agencies in regards to this is happening? Have you, right. when do you want to do this in 30 days, in two weeks? Well, that yeah. is not going to happen. So yeah. we, we try to educate our, the clients if that's the approach you're going to take. We see some liability, some risk on, on that uh, process. So you got to mm-hmm. be aware of them, right? And every state, not every state have a different warn act, but quite a mm-hmm. few, a handful. I, I want to say six or so. Right. So. So again, just pay attention to the to the Warren Act. 
if you're going yeah. to lay off anybody more than 50, more than 50 employees at a time. Right. Again, for those listening, right, as, as Vilma wisely stated, it requires that you give a certain amount of notice to employees when you have a mass layout to 50 or more and there are certain conditions met in terms of the size of the company, I think the industry it's in, but, and then if, if better to do so, it could result in uh, civil penalties and damages the employees mm-hmm. may seek, company may see, uh, incur. So very important, you know, Vilma, excellent point about, you know, how important it is like, for a company not to rush into layoffs. But if they do have to do reductions in force to make sure they're following all the rules, and you played a good point about look at the federal rules like the, the WARN Act, but also look at this, your corresponding states you're in. And I think it's especially important. I tell my clients now, you may be located in New York. You may have decided to go remote in 2020, 2021, and you tell me you kept all your workers remote, which is, all right, that's great. So now you have employees in Texas, uh, Connecticut, Vermont, North Dakota, what have you. But make sure that you're in touch with or you know those states' laws around notification, around, let's say, enforcement or not of a non-compete that you might have with that employee. Right. You know, so I think oh, very good points. And I think that, um, yeah, I think you know, reduction in pay is a great way to go also. And to your point also about, you know, the, the sort of the, the, the damage that could be done from an overly, say, zealous or a poorly planned RIF reduction in force, it not only harms the employees who are who are let go, but it can really impact the morale and the sense of security that the employees left behind feel, right? So often, like say, you know, they're missing, you know, half their team, people whom they respected. Mm-hmm. So you may have cut fifteen percent of your department, and the eighty-five percent that stayed, maybe half of those folks or a third of those folks are losing some of their mentors or some of their oh, yeah. longtime colleagues and best friends, wondering if they're next down the line. You know, looking uh, looking at other positions, maybe. So, I think it's also always important to know that you know, as as you, we've kind of, I think you and I have been discussing on the show, the importance of sort of making sure the layoffs are the last resort. Um, right. And sometimes they're necessary, right? I mean, sometimes a company tries reduction in pay and they just need to do layoffs because mm-hmm. if they don't, then the whole place closes and they have no one working there. So, right. But you right. know, these are the challenging questions I think that companies. The challenging question the companies may be facing in 2023, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope we're all wrong about recession. I hope it's, you know, doesn't come or maybe it's quickly, you know, resolved. But you know, I think that's I'm all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. And mm-hmm. an- another thing to keep in mind, if yes. you have made that decision, right? Mm-hmm. There are uh, there are some companies that have a CBA, right? Mm-hmm. A collective bargaining agreement. A lot yep. of the times, that is described in your CBA if there is a reduction in force. So make sure you read that thoroughly as well, because mm-hmm. if you have that in place, you have to adhere to it. But also if you have a CBA in place, that communication is critical. If you're struggling yeah. as a company, reach mm-hmm. out to your representative, have mm. those discussions, because you never know. You know, Nobody wants to lose employees. Nobody wants to lose mm-hmm. revenue. And mm-hmm. if you have a true partner in business, even if it's a union um, agency, Mm-hmm. Um, they're there too, right? That will affect mm-hmm. them as well. So, is there something we can come, you know, across? Can we discuss and agreed upon mm-hmm. to see if we can avoid that layoff, right? So, having that conversation, you don't lose anything. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, you might gain a very great partner in the decision making because they may have other solutions that you might not be thinking about. So again, you know, if you do have a CBA, keep that in mind, read it uh-huh. very carefully, reach out to, you know, to that uh, agent and see if you can have a conversation regarding the struggles you're facing. 
And for those that might not know, a CBA also is short for, as Vivian mentioned, collective bargaining agreement, right? It's the agreement often between, let's say, management and unions or certain unionized workers um, enforced absolutely. And you have to make sure that you as a company must follow the sort of the, right, the agreed to provision, the conditions for layoffs. Mm-hmm. That has to do with the timing, the notice, um, which people, which levels of positions of seniority or security mm-hmm. kind of can't be laid off. So it's actually a nice segue into my, my next question for you, Vilma, which is what are some of the specific techniques? And you've alluded to some of these already, but and the specific techniques and methods that you use when your company, HR, uh, sorry, Insight HR Consulting, when you are um, advising employers on like which people lay off or like how to notify them. Are there any any tips yeah. you give uh, in addition to what you've been talking about so far? Right. Well, ideally, face-to-face, yeah. right? That's 100%. part of uh, showing somebody respect and dignity is having those conversations. They're tough conversations. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, your employees were loyal. However long they were there with you, they were working mm-hmm. for you. Um, giving a, 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 you know, in-person uh, communication in regards to the situation, is it would be ideal. Now, yeah. it really depends, right? So every company is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Just like every investigation is a little different. They may have similarities, right. but they're not. Mm-hmm. So are you laying off, you know, 20 employees versus 200? Mm-hmm. So the approach may be a little bit different, right? Yeah. If you're having a plan closure, what does that look like? Again, mm-hmm. keep in mind of all the items that we talked about. But needless to say, you know, based on your situation, your particulars, there's different ways to approach that, but ideally in person. And now Mm -hmm. you also mentioned something very new to our work environment, remote Mm -hmm. employees. Mm -hmm. How do you communicate with your remote employees, right? Mm -hmm. So again, any way you can approach your employee directly would be the best way to have that communication. Because it's mm-hmm. a very tough communication to have. And employees, you know, give them some respect to take it in, to be a little bit emotional because it's an emotional situation too. Yeah. And um, time for them to ask questions, right? Maybe follow-up questions. Maybe a welfare mm-hmm. uh, follow-up uh, call will be, yes. you know, useful too. Um, so, there, mm-hmm. again, every situation is a little bit different, but at a minimum, try to do it in person, you know, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have, you know, 20, perhaps 20 of them should be done the same day by one-on-one. Maybe you can't do it alone. Maybe you need to bring in other leaders to communicate that. Give them training. Mm-hmm. Give those leaders some training how to communicate this this news, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%, you know, if I can add to that number, something I see as an employment law attorney, um, it's like 100% with you, I think. Face-to-face is always ideal as opposed to a phone call or, a, or an email. It's very impersonal, right? And making sure that you're clear, answering questions. I like what you said about sort of scheduling, I'm, I'll paraphrase a bit, um, right, a, a follow-up with them. And I often also will tell the employer, you know, what might you potentially be offering the person? Know in advance. Are you, want to, are you offering them severance? If so, how much, right? Are you saying, are there conditions attached to that severance? Do you have a severance agreement, which includes mm-hmm. release of claims that you can give to them to sign? Has that agreement been looked at by an attorney, employment law attorney in the last six months or a year? Because the law is always changing about yes. what you can and can't put in those releases of agreements about arbitrations or no arbitration clause. So um, I think that's an ex- all excellent points. And, you know, I've had too many clients who we they hired, let's say, to handle sensitive termination. And much like yourself, you know, I lay out the whole process and and then something happens. And in the heat of the moment, 
you know, they say, you know what, you're fired, go home. And they say it in front of other employees and, and they don't give them a chance to respond. They don't have anything planned out and it becomes very heated. They tell their, you know, their coworkers, their customers, and the person gets enraged, goes home, stews about it, tries to connect with something else that happened, which wasn't the cause some six months ago. And they hire an attorney. And so so I think you're really laying out some helpful advice that our listeners can can really take to heart in order to reduce the chance of, of, of litigation, of, you know, disgruntled employees, of maybe just bad press, right? Bad reviews of the company, um, all of which is great stuff. And, you know, I, I think you have, I'm sure definitely more to say at this point, but we have to take our next commercial break. But when we come back, we'll talk more with Vilma Rager from Insight HR Consulting, um, clearly she knows her stuff. So if you're a company out there with HR needs, reach out to her. But stick around for now. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day. And it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc Listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Employment Law Today. I'm your host, Eric Sauber. I'm an employment law attorney here in New York State, representing companies, management, industry agnostic. Here tonight with a, a, a very similar colleague, um, Vilma Breger is an HR, professional HR consultant, um, very knowledgeable in this field, and she is the co-founder and the managing uh, agent, principal, excuse me, of Insight HR Consulting, located in California. Um, so, Vilma, wow, like, you know, time flies me having fun, I must say, because you and I talk yeah. about this, we can talk about this for hours if we had no time limit um, on the topic. But I want to ask you, you know, you gave us so much good information about when RIFs might be appropriate, when not, and what kind of mistakes companies make and how they can correctly communicate um, for the best outcome for RIFs or for reduction in force or layoffs. So I really appreciate that. I think this is all very helpful information for companies as they approach potentially a recession. I guess my last question for you is, 
In what ways do you and your company, Inset HR Consulting, how do you differ from other HR consulting firms? Like maybe perhaps you might have an anecdote or two um, about how you help the client company. Names, of course, need not be stated for protection of confidentiality, but the floor, I'm curious about that. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for asking. You know, the one common reason why, um, you know, we get quite a lot of referrals and that is a huge compliment, right? But I think we really are what they, they see us as a really trusted advisor. We want the best outcome for them, the business owner, the company, and employees. They can, it can't happen. It is a lot of work, a lot of um, discussions, but it can occur. And so I think with um, our consultants are really forthcoming in notifying uh, business owners what are some of the best practices and what are some of those risky approach they're considering? And mm -hmm. we let them know, hey, you know, that is definitely going to get you in some litigated situation, right? But mm -hmm. we're not also there to be their police, right? We're not right. there to point the finger. We really want the best outcome for the company, the business owner, and their employees. Mm -hmm. And so our focus and approach is always bring a solution, solutions that an employer can consider to avoid mm -hmm. uh, litigation and mm -hmm. to ensure the process of the company is going in the right direction. And so I think really being a trusted advisor sets us apart mm -hmm. from any consulting firms. Mm -hmm. And also because it, we're not a, just a one consulting uh, consultant uh, type of person. We have a handful mm -hmm. of HR consultants who have been in the industry for more than 20 years, mm -hmm. uh, if not very close to 20 years. And most of us have been that generalist HR professional through our career. Mm. So we know just about everything there is under the HR umbrella. Mm -hmm. And and again, we're very resourceful. Mm -hmm. Our resources are their resources. Again, mm -hmm. it's the same approach. We want them to be successful. And if we have uh, resources that can make that happen or mm -hmm. opportunities where they can do different a different approach or different guidance and you know our resources are there. So attorneys, mm -hmm. absolutely, benefit brokers or brokers, insurance brokers, you name it we are happy to extend our family to yours right so it's it's it, that's our approach it, you know we have a business acumen as well many of us have partnered with business owners for many years have mm -hmm. worked uh in multi-state even multinational companies mm. um and like i said we we've all been generalists for most of our career so we have that expertise if you need guidance in compensation or benefits employee relations, training, training and development, we can yeah. definitely uh, offer solutions for them. Right. So I hear basically a broad array of services and hold journalist background and multiple people with experience. I hear that. I hear you talking about bringing a solution. I also love what you said about wanting what's best for the company, the employer and the employees. And I think mm -hmm. that more and more I'm seeing a trend in HR and in the industry, whereas like people are seeing that it's not a zero sum game. It's not an either or, right? It's not mm -hmm. um, either the employer comes out on top or the employee does. It's actually like a both and that you can actually have solutions that benefit the employer and the employee and the company wins when the employee wins, right? Unless there's a mm -hmm. litigation employee suing employer, in which case that's not, doesn't apply, but um, you know, that's when I come in, but I actually, um, I find that like companies that, you know, businesses that use, good HR help, such as your company, um, there's a strong chance that they won't need me to litigate for them. And I, I'd rather have that. I'd rather work with the company on 
following the laws and getting compliance and writing employment contracts for them and negotiating. So I, I, I love what you do. I think it's great. You know, I'm always a big fan of, of, uh, HR consultants that have a broad vision and it sounds like you're, you know, sharing that with us tonight. So, you know, really want to thank you for that. Well, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure being here today. I'm, I've always been a person that love to share. If I am able mm-hmm. to help, all you got to do is ask. I've been mm-hmm. trying to read minds for the last 30 years. And I haven't been able to. So, nope. you know, I'm, I'm always somebody that is, you just got to ask. And if I know of something or a resource for you or even mm-hmm. give you a recommendation, I'm very, you know, open to that. So, you know, I, I think, and that really pretty much our whole team feels that way. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we really want uh, organizations as a whole being, yeah. um, you know, be able to survive a recession, survive mm-hmm. state regulations that you're in. Uh, we truly believe our, in our economy. Uh, we wanted to have a, a very strong economy. And if we can partner and help out, mm. absolutely. Uh, yeah. Although I'm based out of California, believe it or not, we do have clients in other states, in the East uh-huh. Coast, Midwest. Uh, we're very well versed in different states. Most of the states have their own regulations. So sure. um, being a certified professional kind of gives you that exposure to understand that. Mm. Um, and so many of us are certified as well. We're bilingual, as you can tell. I am a Spanish mm-hmm. speaker. Um, yep. English is my second language. So I, I guess sought after because of the Spanish language, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do mm-hmm. train in Spanish. Uh, we do quite a lot of uh, information in Spanish as well. So that has been very helpful. Wow. You know, the bilingual approach definitely, I think, you know, another uh, another asset that comes in handy, especially when companies may have, may have employees who speak um, you know, English is not their first language mm-hmm. or they need to communicate. So good to have that, you know, knowledge as well, what you guys do. You know, at this point, often I'd like to turn the floor over to you as my guest and say, Hey, tell us like two minutes. The floor is yours about how do people reach you? Your website, you know, your or email, any, any, um, uh, any kind of up- upcoming books you have or seminars. The floor is yours for two minutes. Oh, you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're awesome. Well, thank you so much. Sure. So we do have our website. Our website is insidehrconsulting.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are more than welcome to email me at vilma at insidehrconsulting.com. Look me up on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, being part of the board of Inland Empire Sherm, we have an upcoming October in-person conference. If you're in California, you're more than welcome to attend. We're going to have a lot of information. Um, but inside HR consulting, we really offer quite a lot of solutions for businesses. We're not a cookie cutter type of consulting firm. We believe that we can come up with a solution for your concern or the reason why you're reaching out to us. And so we put that into play with everything that we do from employee relations to leadership development. We do disk assessments. Uh, we also do quite a lot of coaching for supervisory and um, mid-manager level uh, roles. Uh, with an insight consulting. If you need somebody to assess your platform benefits, payroll, we're happy to uh, do that for you. We, we, again, we try to provide solutions to your HR needs, anything to do with the human capital of your world, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, please know that with our experience and uh, education and certification, uh, we can come up with a solution. Right. Wow, I hear that. You know, interesting. You know, I got to say that, um, and people that might want to look you up on LinkedIn, it's Vilma, V-I-L-M-A, Brager, in case you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Stitcher, et cetera. Well, Vilma, I have to say, I really want to thank you so much for your 
excellent um, just your input tonight, you know, this conversation. You've been listening to Employment Law Today out there, folks, and you're uh, maybe perhaps you're watching uh, Vilma Brager from Insight HR Consulting and I are just discussing just preparing for recession. So if you like the show, if you like what you've seen and heard tonight, if you enjoy tuning in to talk Radio NYC uh, Tuesday nights at 5 p.m., tell your friends, tell your colleagues, tell your clients, tell your family to tune in to talk Radio NYC or tune in to, as I mentioned, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and Amazon to listen to new episodes of Employment Law Today. Once again, I'm your host, Eric Sauver. Stick around. We have some great shows coming up. I want to thank you sincerely, Vilma Brager, for your insight and for Insight HR Consulting. And with that, I just want to wish you and our audience, our listeners, and everybody out there a great night and a great week. And once again, Vilma, I truly thank you. Thank you very much, Eric, and everybody. Have a great evening. Have a great evening. Mm -hmm.